Welcome to Absence Management Perspectives, a DMEC podcast. The Disability Management Employer Coalition, or DMEC as we're known by most people, provides focused education, knowledge, and networking opportunities for absence and disability management professionals. DMEC has become a leading voice in the industry and represents more than 18,000 professionals from organizations of all sizes across the United States and Canada. This podcast series will focus on industry perspectives and provide the opportunity to delve more deeply into issues that affect DMEC members and the community as a whole. We're thrilled to have you with us and hope you'll visit us at dmec.org to get a full picture of what we have to offer, from webinars and publications to conferences, certifications, and much more. Let's get started and meet the people behind the processes. Hi, we're glad you're listening. I'm Heather Grimshaw, Communications Manager for DMEC, and we're talking about the 2023 DMEC FMLA ADA Employer Compliance Conference, March 27 through 30 in Florida. We've got three subject matter experts with us today from DMEC to share a top takeaway or two from the conference, which is a tall order because we heard from amazing speakers during the four-day event. You'll hear from Terry Rhodes, DMEC's CEO, Kristen Jones, the Director of Education Programs, and Jess Dudley, Education Manager. So let's dive in. I know it will be hard to narrow this down, but I'm hoping that you all will share one of the most dynamic topics that was discussed at the conference. And also as a little additional question, um, hoping that you will share a unique perspective or a message that you took away from that discussion, whether it was during a session or a conversation that you might've had with a colleague afterward. So Terry, I'm hoping that you will kick us off and then we'll ask Kristen and Jess to chime in. Thank you, Heather. I, I, I'm sitting here like, oh, what is the one thing? Because there were so many. And I think if I had to have one takeaway, it was the overarching uh, message of equity in benefits and making sure that as all of the paid family and medical leave legislation is occurring, that we're also thinking about the impact that that, those benefits have um, on employees who may not live in a state where that legislation has occurred. That's such a a wonderful point because it was woven throughout all of the sessions and frankly, throughout the four days. So Kristen, do you want to maybe go in next? Sure. I I say this tongue in cheek, but that I'll elaborate and it it really is a genuine response, but it depends. And we joke about that in our (laughs) sessions because we have so many um, legal presenters and, you know, as lawyers, they get really sometimes detailed questions or sometimes questions that don't have the details they need. And we joke that sometimes the fallback answer is it depends. But on a serious note, I think that really illustrates all of this depends. Everything that we do in these cases, we, you know, keeping in mind the broad applications and the the guardrails, but then looking at everything case by case. And I know that's not a new concept, but I think it increases in importance the more things we have to factor in. There's so much changing. There's so much coming into play in this landscape. And so I think that is just a, a continued thread that is we always need that reminder of it depends. We want 
the silver bullet. We want the, the simple answer. And unfortunately that doesn't exist, but that's why we focus so much on the education we put out there for people and continuing to update that and, and get it out. So, um, to me, that's, that's the big takeaway and, and the big reminder of just really, you cannot, no matter what rules or checklists you put into place, you're never going to get away from that case by case analysis. I like that. And I, I also like the fact that so many of the speakers gave or presented the issue and then shared some solutions. And all of them were, to your point, that case by case analysis. Yeah, they definitely utilized a lot of, you know, scenarios and examples. And I think that was really illustrative to see how that can really be utilized, how we can do that case by case analysis. So it's not just a, we say it depends and then leave people to, to figure it out on their own. I think our presenters did such a nice job of, and let me show you how we can do that or what that looks like or give you some examples and scenarios. So they did such a good job of that, but really kept bringing it back home too. But you're going to have to do your own analysis either with or without, you know, whatever resources you have at your disposal, tap into those and utilize them. But this is going to be something that if you want it to be defensible, you're, you're going to need to do all, continuously. Absolutely. Okay, Jess, how about you? What, what are you willing to share with us? Well, I kind of jump off the point that both Kristen and Terry make, like there's a lot of unique things going on out there and there's a lot where I agree that it depends is, is definitely there. So I was thinking at it kind of from the perspective of who, of a few different sessions that I listened to. And one of them um, that I listened to was the gig workers, remote workers and more. And, you know, I've been enjoying this perk of hybrid and work schedule from working from home now for years. And, and maybe selfishly, I hadn't stopped to look at it fully from an employer perspective or from a perspective of an employee that doesn't have that benefit. You know, so while I've been sitting back and enjoying my flexibility and the time savings and the convenience that all of work from home is for me, I haven't thought about the employers and all the worries that they've had and the effects of their workplace culture and the state laws that apply and who's covered with which benefits. And as the new laws roll out, they've had to, you know, where are they tracking them and are there accommodation issues and how are they handling them? So they've had all that additional, you know, air quotes here, fun. And then they've also had the quiet quitting, worrying about their workplace wellness, you know, mental health has been on the rise. So they've had a lot to figure out and to deal with. And, and they've been doing this all while, you know, I've just been sitting back enjoying work from home. <laughs> so while I know that our industry has changed um, considerably in the last several years, and I wasn't oblivious to pain points that are going on in the industry and other industries as well, I think it was our conference was a good reminder that we've all been affected in one way or another, and we're all moving forward in the best way that we can. It's just going to look and feel different, I think, for each industry or company. That's a great point, Jess. And I do think that one of the things that I love most about the conference is sitting and, and hearing some of the questions that come in. And that certainly, uh, I think Kristen always does a great job of providing context with those questions. And and that certainly came through with the questions uh, from the audience and the attendees about the different challenges that they're facing on a constant basis. Thank you. And yeah, there's always so many good questions. And I think for me, in the position of moderating the questions, I always think it's really interesting just to see 
what comes to mind first for people when they're in the sessions? Because obviously I have my own perspective and the role that I have now and from prior roles that I have held in industries that I have been in. And, but I love just seeing, you know, what really comes up, what bubbles up for people. Um, I thought the conversation that are the questions and just the, the discussion afterwards that came up around a session we had around um, leave expansion was so interesting because it they did such a nice job of really covering the recent trends and expansions like what we've seen around additional bereavement leave protections expanding family member definitions pregnancy protections and things like that but then they took it a step further and posed some really like thoughtful considerations around those things that really i think people not everyone realized these were kind of questions they had to look at and it really does vary state by state and they did such a nice job like it's such a good takeaway you know i made sure i download well i make sure i download all the presentations because they're such good resources but i love this one had like some pretty clear you know is there a waiting period and then they listed out the states that do and don't have those and then does that waiting period take away from the employee's time on their leave and they have the, you know, columns where you can look back to. And it's important to know, of course, that that will change, but I think it's so important to know what questions to even ask. And they really went in depth and explored pregnancy extenders and how to manage those and the, you know, equivalent family member definitions. They really did kind of a deeper dive into some of those tricky things that to Jess's point, employers are really grappling with now. And they are the questions that came in around those things and the way we were able to dive into some of those topics and some of those considerations I thought was was really great to see. So one of the things too that that I always find interesting is as because I try and float in between sessions when possible. And there were some literally standing room only rooms uh, for some of these sessions and all of them were packed. And Terry, I think you were standing in or sitting in one of those rooms and graciously got up so that some folks could sit down and participate. Um, and I think I know that some of those conversations that probably are the most valuable happen after the sessions. I saw people lines of people queuing up to talk to speakers and ask questions, and then groups of attendees gathering to chat, too, after the sessions, which is always, I think, an incredible value for these conferences, in-person conferences, I should say. Yeah, this is Terry. I think the beauty of our conferences, you know, in addition to the, just the networking that occurs organically in the exhibit halls, is those roundtable discussions because it really is a true sharing of what an individual employer might be doing or what they might be considering and, and asking for feedback and getting feedback. Um, you know, for example, I was in the paid time off session and there was a woman who was, you know, in the process of having to change some policies on their paid time off program. And they were considering, do we go back to the legacy sick time, vacation time, or do we keep a PTO program? What were the pros and cons? And there was a significant amount of feedback with people who had done that. And then, you know, we were able to say, oh, that question's in our benchmarking survey, by the way. So it was timely and it gave that individual immediate resources um, on a policy that she was considering, 
you know, having to change. So that's the power in, you know, in attending the conference and in attending those roundtables. If I could just add on, Terry, I think that's a really great point. I love how you brought in the benchmarking, like how you were able to provide that as a suggested resource for someone. Because I don't know if everyone knows this too. I mean, in that instance, it was already a question we're asking in our survey, but we come together after a conference internally in the DMEC team and talk about, you know, what do we need to be thinking about as far as what people need, what people are asking, what they're struggling with that we can do either add on to or make sure we're bringing into our education. And a part of that is a lot of times we hear at conferences what people are asking other folks, what they are, you know, what do you have in your pro in your policy around this or what are you doing around that? And then we have an opportunity to come back and say, are we asking those types of questions in our leave management survey, in our benchmarking survey, whichever might be the most appropriate? Are we really getting at those questions that people are wanting to be able to look back to, to compare themselves and their organizations against? And I don't know if people always realize that those are kinds of the things that we're listening for and, and coming bringing back with us when we come back from a conference as well. I think that's really powerful, that that feedback loop and that ability to listen and respond. That was one of the things that I heard throughout the conference is that active listening and the importance to really not only meet with and communicate with your employees, but also to listen carefully. One speaker said, listen, not only to gather information, but to hear so extending that one step further to make sure that you're connecting on a different level. And I think DMEC does that really well. Certainly with the DMEC communities, that's an opportunity for members to chime in, ask questions, share their own experiences and guidance, which is just a wonderful resource to learn from your colleagues and peers. I agree. And I like how our we had the roundtables discussion and everybody could share their experience and that with the conferences, you can ask the questions right then and there um, at the end of them. But another thing I really like is um, when we bring employers in to kind of share what they've done. So not only can they hear what they're supposed to do or what they can do, but they can hear what somebody has done and kind of the impact that it's had from it. Um, I have a little bit of a crush on Melissa Kirkland from Darden. She Me too. was, <laughs> she was um, so great. Um, but they're <laughs> hiring from in their communities, and they're giving opportunities to everyone that they employ. They're promoting from within. I, I love that, and I think like they're talking the talk, or, but they're also walking the walk. So they're benefiting their staff as well as their company because they've got their employees engaged and they're sharing ideas and how things can be better and the business is growing. And I think employees that feel heard and are invested in a company are willing and a company is working more with them than them just working for a company. I think that pride in oneself and the company, that's so impactful. I also wanted to ask you all, if there was anything that surprised you or made you think differently about an industry issue, whether that's again through these amazing sessions or something that you heard about or were discussing with a colleague during the conference. Kristen, maybe you can kick us off and then and then we'll go full circle. Sure. We, there was a really great, all the sessions were so great. So it's hard to really narrow it down, but I think the one that really took me down a path that I hadn't expected on the topic was a session we had on the Dobbs decision. Um, it, 
they really looked at this landmark case through the lens of an employer and um, what it really meant to align their policies and programs with the employers with various objectives an employer might have. But I thought they did a really nice job of remaining sensitive on a, a really volatile topic, but also just laying out so many different options for employers and, and considerations that I hadn't really thought of before. And they really explored each of those around the risk that it might carry, um, the pros and cons. And they talked about from a lot of different aspects from leave laws themselves, what might be covered and might not be covered. They talked about um, mental health considerations, but really where I thought it um, just really went to a new level was the benefit considerations. And I, it just made me think about that case in a totally different way and in, at a level, like a depth that I hadn't really thought of before when all the different areas that, that factored in and came into play. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, there was There's so many benefits to look at. There's the group health plan coverage or the lack of. There's the travel benefits, whether it's broad or narrow, tax implications, state law considerations, ERISA, privacy protections. I mean, it's a big topic to start with and all those additional considerations that employers are faced with, it's kind of eye-opening to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I would agree too that just, you know, we get so singularly focused sometimes thinking about absence and not really looking through that wider lens of what is it? What is the whole, <laughs> the whole uh, impact of a decision like Dobbs? Not just on employee absence, but how does all of the other benefit offerings that an employer might have impact a decision such as that? So that was a that was eye opening, and I thought really well done and explained in a in a lay person's terms as well. So it, it was it was really good. I agree. I have so many pages of notes. I think I was telling you all earlier, I have close to 40 pages of notes from the conference <laughs> and lots of highlights. And that was, I thought, a really well done session as well. So thank you. Um, and just for our listeners, that was Kristen first, Jess second, and Terry following up with such a good point about perspective. And I do think that that was another theme woven throughout the different sessions. And I did hear people talking a lot about that. So thank you all. This has been so interesting and did want to mention that we are looking forward to the 2023 DMEC Virtual Compliance Conference on May 3rd. And that will include four of the highest rated sessions from the in-person compliance conference that was held in March. So we are all looking forward to that. And thank you all for listening.